And we are just turned on about what the Lord is doing. Are you? Amen. Good things. Great things. Mighty things. Wonderful things are happening. Hallelujah. We got blessed. Amen. I'm sure you saw all those trucks going by. People are bringing us dirt free. Spreading it out free. <laughs> Taking care of I just The Lord is doing one thing after another for us. And, and we just receiving it. Say, I'm in the receiving mode. Amen. Well, let's see. Now we got tonight, and I'll be here tomorrow night, and we're going to go to Africa for a while. So you folks going to miss us when we're gone? Brother the prophet, Brother Donald's going to be here with us, uh, with you while I'm gone. He, I never am here when he preaches. He doesn't mess up for things, does he? He doesn't come in here and try to, he's sweet, isn't he? He's the sweetest prophet I know. Usually prophets are hard, but Brother Donald Moore is all right. He's a blessing. So uh, you want to come because he'll have to prophesy over you. And like I told you now, he'll mess around and ramble around for about 20 minutes, 15 minutes, and he's, going to, he's waiting for the Spirit to hit him to start prophesying. But it's good, isn't it? Amen. Hallelujah. And if it hadn't been for his word, I wouldn't be here. His word that he gave. I think I wouldn't. I believe I might have heard God anyhow. 1 Corinthians chapter 12 <clears throat> and verse 1. Now concerning spiritual gifts, brethren, I would not have you ignorant. You know that ye were Gentiles, carried away in these dumb idols, even as ye were led. Wherefore I give you to understand that no man speaking by the Spirit of God calleth Jesus a curse, and that no man can say that Jesus is Lord, but by the Holy Ghost. Now there are diversities of gifts, but the same Spirit. And there are differences of administrations, but the same Lord. And there are diversities of operation, but it is the same God which worketh all in all. But the manifestation of the spirits given to every man to profit with all. Everyone say, thank God for the manifestation Amen. of the Spirit. <clears throat> so we're talking about Holy Ghost manifestations. We're not talking about something that you can do out of your own authority or power. To another faith, uh, let's see. For to one is given, verse 8, by the Spirit, the word of wisdom. To another, the word of knowledge by the same Spirit. To another faith. By the same Spirit, to another gifts of healing. <clears throat> By the same Spirit, to another the working of miracles. To another prophecy, to another discerning of spirits. To another diverse kinds of tongues. To another the interpretation of tongues. But all these work of that one in the self same Spirit, dividing to every man severally as he will. Amen. Now, in our lesson today, uh, this is the last one we're going to talk about in the power gifts. Of course, remember there were three power gifts. These are three gifts that... Do something. Amen. Uh, action gifts. <clears throat> One is the gift of faith, the highest. Then we have the gift of the working of miracles. We talked about that last week. And this week we're going to talk about the gifts of healings. Because in the original, healings is plural. And one of the reasons we understand that is the fact that one gift cannot heal all <clears throat> infirmities. So if it was a gift of healing. So there, evidently there are gifts assigned to different ailments, diseases. And so that's what we're talking about tonight, getting uh, gifts from heaven, love gifts from heaven, given to the church. Hallelujah. So uh, these gifts of the Spirit are listed here in 1 Corinthians 12, are heaven's love gifts to the church. They're supernatural gifts to fight a supernatural devil. And when we say supernatural, you know what we mean? We mean spiritual or from the spirit world. Does it come out of the natural world? Does it come out of the mental world? It comes out of the spirit world. So we turn our attention now to the gifts of healings. 
It is a power gift that just drops on an individual. It comes instantly and quickly. Somebody is sick and God wants them healed. It makes no difference whether people believe or not when this gift goes into operation. Because if it is in operation, they're going to be healed. And uh, now I can tell you this, that sometimes the unbelief will turn it off and stop it most of the time. But in, in a lot of times there are areas where people just have lack of knowledge. And in an area of lack of knowledge, they're still in unbelief because they don't know. Uh, but this gift will work. And once it goes into manifestation, the person's going to be healed. And, and there's a lot of people that I've heard of, they got healed by it. And then they say, I still can't believe it. <laughs> and you wonder, how in the world God healed them? Well, they were, they were innocent in there. They were not obstinately in unbelief. There was a lack of knowledge, not a refusal to accept knowledge, uh, just a lack of knowledge. Are you following what I'm saying here? Now, of all the power gifts, uh, <clears throat> this one is probably the easiest to get to work of all of them. This is the one we'll probably see the most. I call it a compassion gift. All of them really are because the healing needed is beyond the individual's faith. They cannot receive it by faith. If this doesn't go into operation, they're not going to get healed. So we need this, don't we? It is as the Spirit wills. You cannot make it work, but we can put ourselves in a situation where it probably will work. Now, once again, we need to fall in love with the 12th chapter of 1 Corinthians, especially these power gifts. They're all needed, but this one, the gifts of healings, will probably we will see more of. They're not necessarily meant for the church although they will happen, but they're basically for the world uh, as advertisement of the gospel, or as I like to say, a dinner bell, or because God has compassion on people. Amen. And we'll give you two or three or four of outstanding uh, gifts of healings or where God healed people beyond their faith or the gift of healings that worked even in my ministry. I've had... Uh, Several times, many times, that this give going operation, I didn't even know it was in operation, but then it happened because the person got healed. Amen. And uh, a few times there have been instant heal healings. Now I usually thought that uh, that sometimes this gift going operation it would be instantly, but then sometimes you know you can't put the Holy Ghost in a box; it'll happen later. And I have an example of that in my own life. Now the Amplified says that this gift of healings is extraordinary powers of healing. Good speed translation says the ability to cure the sick. Now, normally you wouldn't have it, but it comes upon you and you'll have that ability. Definition, supernatural healings of disease and infirm people without natural means of any source. It is a power to break the power of the enemy over people's bodies. It is God's power from heaven to undo the work of hell in a body. Amen. Now let's look at what it's not. A lot of times if you look at what something's not, you can understand what something is. It'll help you out. It is not medical science. It is not doctors. It is not hospitals. It is not mind science. You know what I mean when I say mind science? Mind over matter. It is not that because it has nothing to do with the mental world. It has nothing to do with the physical world other than the healing of the body of the individual. It is not healing from drugs. It is, I can say never, these things so far, never healing from drugs, medicine, or vitamins. It is not ever good eating habits. We're not against good eating habits. 
Don't want to say nothing about, uh, disparagingly about good eating habits. But this is not healing for them. It is not from human learning. You can't learn this. It is not from ever from preventative medicines. It is not witch doctors. It is not white magic. You ever heard of white magic? White magic, black magic. White magic is supposed to be good. The devil heals. What does he do? He removes his influence and the body is healed. That's what they call white magic. It's still uh, evil and of the devil. Are you listening to me? I don't know about you, but I don't want the devil healing me. It is not, it does not come from inner healing. Now, when they talk about inner healing, they're not talking about from the spirit. Healing does come from the spirit world, but it doesn't come it doesn't come out of your spirit because if it happens to you, it is generally 100% of the time ministered by somebody else to you. So it doesn't come out of your spirit, but it comes from the spirit world. Now, when they talk about inner healing, which is uh, real popular in some areas, and I've had run into that many times, uh, what they're basically talking about is going in your past and find out all those people that you have some ought against, and they're talking about forgiveness but they've got it carried off into other things and this has nothing to do with that. Are you listening to me? It never comes from operations. The gift of healing does not work in operations. Some doctor opened you up, took something out. That was not the gift of healing. Now let me say this. All healing comes from God anyhow. If it's good kind, not the white magic, that's just the devil removing his influence. A person be oppressed of a devil, that's sickness and disease. He oppresses, if he removes his influence, but... This is not from an operation. It is not ever now, listen to me carefully, faith healing. And I'm talking about Mark 11, 23, confessing healing scriptures because it has to be administered to you from someone else. It is not faith healing, Mark 11, 24. You believe you receive when you pray. Although you should do that, shouldn't you? Amen. Amen. And we should make healing confession, shouldn't we? That's from regular faith. This is the regular healing coming from regular faith, this is a gift of healing, a power gift that comes on you to minister to someone else or on someone else to minister to you. Is that clear? We understand what it's not. And I probably said here and listed another 20 things, but what is it? It is a supernatural manifestation of the power of God that comes at a moment as the Spirit wills to bring about a healing or a cure of a disease diseases, or a disorder in the body. All healing comes from God, but not all healing falls in the category of gifts of healings. Is that understood? Amen. Now, few people in the church ever receive, I've got this thing so laid out for you, all I got to do is just read it to you tonight. Amen. Let's just all read it right quick going home. Amen. <laughs> but the Holy Ghost may want me to come on it, but that's what the purpose of this school I'm laying it out, and for my future use, these outlines in detail, so you'll have it, you can study it, and you can go preach. Anybody will be able to take these outlines and go preach from them. Amen. Amen. Give you it. Isn't that good of me? Amen. Thank you. Appreciate that. I had to ask for it instead of you just volunteering it. Few people in the church ever receive this gift because the churches they attend do not teach or practice it. Many pastors do not pray for the sick, yet we are admonished in Ezekiel 34, 4, the disease have you not strengthened, neither have you healed that which was sick. I'm not going to let Jesus say that to me. I'm going to make sure that we do practice that here. Amen. 
Cancer, look at here, cancer is killing people every day. How many of you know it's true? I heard something today. Matter of fact, read it on the thing. Did you know that right now, known, K-N-O-W-N, known, in New York City, there are known 75,000 with AIDS. Known. I mean, these are people they know about. 75,000. Well, now that's a nice sized city in itself, isn't it? 75,000. Well, we just took up there and took the gifts of healing and went to New York City. We could start a nice sized church, couldn't we? Seventy-five thousand. AIDS has become public enemy number one. Many who have AIDS did not get it through a life of promiscuity. Hospitals and doctors' offices are filled to capacity. There is a great shortage of qualified physicians and nurses. Yet, if you ask some churches if they lay hands on the sick, according to Mark 16, they say they don't believe in it. Many have died and left this earth prematurely because their church did not respect the 12th chapter of 1 Corinthians. All the time, we have a commission, Mark 16, to lay hands on the sick. Each of us, all of us, how many of you believers tonight? Amen. Come on, if you're a believer, stick your hand up high. Say, I am, I am. A, believer. a believer. I'm not a doubter. Not a doubter. <laughs> well, let's find out whether you're a believer or not. What did he say? What signs did he say would follow believers? Number one, they'll do what? Cast out devils. Do you cast out devils? Do you cast out devils? Demons? Spirits of infirmity? Amen. Well, that qualifies you. Do you speak in tongues? Do you speak in tongues? You don't? You're not a believer. You need to come down here and repent and get right with God and recommit yourself to the Bible. Because the Bible says the signs follow believers. Believers, the believing ones, people that are supposed to end the church, born again. You should get filled with the Holy Ghost and speak with tongues. You don't want to stand before Jesus, especially having come to this church and having been taught the truth, you're without excuse if you don't speak in tongues. Amen. Why don't you? Because I'm rebellious, Pastor. How many of you, when we come in to worship God, you lift up holy hands? Amen. How many of you hear God's holy hand? Let me see them. Amen. Well, when we're worshiping God, if you don't lift them up, you're in rebellion. You're in rebellion. Amen, church. Well, how many of you lay hands on the sick? I didn't say having done it once in a while. How many of you lay hands on the sick on a regular basis? We ought to be doing that. And mostly should work through you in there. These are believers. Do we equip you here? I said, do we equip you here? Amen. We have a commission. Each of us as believers should become healing specialists. I do not believe there is any greater fishnet to win people to Christ because most people are sick. That's the truth, amen. 1 Corinthians 12, verse 9, let's look at it. To another faith by the same Spirit, to another the gifts of healing 
course, the original is plural, healings by the same Spirit. It is given to every man to profit with all. Any Spirit-filled believer can have this gift. Did this gift operate in the Old Covenant? Did it? You remember one of the questions on your last test? Did this gift operate in the Old Covenant? How many gifts operated in the Old Covenant? Seven of them. Two of them operated in the New Testament, didn't they? Only. That meant there was nine in the New Testament. And they're all listed there in 1 Corinthians chapter 12. And these gifts are, as the Spirit will, given to every man to profit with all. So it's given to you is to profit somebody else. Hallelujah. We understand that one gift, because we've got gifts, couldn't heal all. 1 Corinthians 12, 28. Let's look at another aspect of this, talking about gifts of healings. He says in verse 27, Now ye are the body of Christ, and members in particular. And God has set some in the church or in the body, first apostles, secondarily prophets, thirdly teachers, after that miracles, then gifts of healings. So we see, we talked about last week, miracles. There are people in the body of Christ who have an anointing on them, a calling to operate in miracles and in gifts of healings. Now, you're going to find for the most part that all evangelists probably this fit under evangelist ministries. Because you see the office, of, he doesn't mention the evangelist in there, does he? So you see miracles and gifts of healing. Now we know that's true because Philip went down to the city of Samaria and preached Christ. People gave heed, seeing and hearing the miracles, which he did. So if he's a present day evangelist, he's going to have miracles, primary miracles and the gifts of healings. If not the word of faith, if not uh, uh, the gift of faith, all three of them operating on a regular basis. So, so there are people in the body that have that. And generally, you know, here again, I call them a dinner veil. They're gifts given to us. We're going out into the world. We need supernatural advertisement. Jesus said he would confirm his word with signs following. He did in the church at the beginning, didn't he? I believe he'll still do it today. Say amen, church. And so there are people like that that this gift will come on them. Now, I've heard of several who, uh, and and I, I think Oral Roberts did this. I heard Dad said this happened to him. He talked about the fact that when uh, Jesus appeared to him and one time and said, I've called thee and given thee a special anointing to minister to the sick. Now, he has a special anointing to minister to the sick. Now, that would have to mean any kind of sickness, wouldn't it? If he said to the sick, he didn't distinguish. Uh, but he did say that Jesus took his finger and put it in the palm of his hands. And when he did, he said his hands began to burn. Now, he told us that when he'd get in meetings and then he'd, he'd preach a word, and he said sometimes it'd start burning. His hands would start burning while he's preaching. He said it'd be so hot, something like, like touching a hot coal. Uh, or Robert said that same thing happened in his ministry. Now, Brother Hagin said also that he always had more success when it came to people with gross tumors, lumps, hernias, these types of things. So then that must tell me then that... Um, not everybody that Brother Hagin ministered to received their healing. But if the burning came in his hands, that special anointing was there, and he was aware of it with the physical manifestation. And, that, and so and he'd lay hands on some people, and they wouldn't get it. Now, you know there's enough power there to get them healed. 
but they just didn't receive, didn't know how to receive, and healing always came to them. Jesus told me that uh, every time I pray for people in faith, healing always comes to them. But not everybody receives, do they? And we think, well, that's just the preacher's fault, you know. He must have lost that anointing. No. We, we, we know without a doubt, Oral Roberts had this gift in his, in his ministry. And then if you go back in the 50s, you'll see quite a few of the evangelists that had that. We know that Jack Coe had that. We know William Branham had that. We know that A.A. Um, uh, a. Allen had that. Uh, we know Raymond T. Ritchie had that. We know Wigglesworth operated in that gift a lot, the power gifts. Uh, and and uh, not everybody that they ministered to got healed. So the best thing I know to do is a lot of times we want to go out and know that gift work is to go out and teach people the word first. Because I see from the Bible that healings never precedes the teaching of the word. And one of the best ways then, if we want the gift to work, then I would say, want to find out how to operate this gift, how to get it to go in operation, is then we'll start teaching the word. Holy Ghost is always going to be present where the word is preached because he's there. What does he do? Confirm the word. Amen. So we need the Holy Spirit here, and then all these gifts are manifested by the Spirit of God. So I'd say that if we would get in faith, wherever there's faith and wherever there's a word, then more than likely the Holy Spirit will be there, and we ought to see, and if there's sick people, say amen, church. Hallelujah. So here are people, though, with regular, these people have the ministry gift, then it's going to operate in their ministry more often than it does on the normal, normal person. Certain gifts now are for certain diseases. Uh, so if Brother Hagin said he ministered in one area. Now, we, uh, we're, we're endeavoring to get, what's his name again, Brother Lindsay? The brother we got coming in, the, endeavoring to get in the fall? Ed Dufresne. Now, I heard Ed Dufresne was uh, pray for people who have hearing problems. And that he always stick his finger in their ear and say, be open just like Jesus. And he'd have more success than that. Some of the ministers that everybody they'd minister to in a certain area would always be healed. And most of them, 90-some percent of the time. Now, I was, uh, I was sitting here today thinking about this and preparing this. And I'll just share with you, the Lord spoke to me. You want to hear what he said? Are you sure you want to hear what he said? Well, I was just sitting there, and he, he's talked to me a lot here lately. But uh, I was sitting there at my desk and just thinking about, you know, certain people, Brother Hagen, how he ministered that. And the, all of a sudden, while I, was, while I was sitting there getting my notes and everything similar together, he said, remember? He said, son, do you remember the young boy in Williamston? I said, yes, you're talking about, and I knew Zachary Jones. I said, you're talking about the boy who had heart problems. Yeah. He said, remember the sickest woman in the city of Greensburg, Kansas? And I knew exactly who he's talking about. He's talking about the woman who had heart problems. He said, remember the child with the hole in her heart? I said, yes, sir. I remember that. And he said, and you remember that when the woman came back and gave the testimony in your church? Well, I was going to talk about her at the end. Let me just talk about her now. Because this is where we're at. <clears throat> We were holding a meeting in Pratt, Kansas. I've told this before, but this bears repeating. All my stories bear repeating in Jesus' name. <laughs> Amen. Well, the and the, the junior college. And a uh, nice sanctuary, you know, and the chair seats kind of, auditorium just kind of went up, you know, and beautiful platform, beautiful setting. 
And we had, I don't know, 50, 60 people. I don't know maybe that people, many came. A good group came. And I preached on the will of God one night. Well, at the end of the service, I called for those that were sick, want to be ministered to, to come up. I'm going to lay hands on them in faith. Didn't feel a thing. Man, I was glad. You know, went by feelings. I always say this. Went by feelings that night. It felt like I was plowing the whole night. But I'll just stay with it and keep plowing the word. Amen. I think sometimes we just stay with it long enough. Holy Ghost will show up. It takes some, a while for people to get in that receiving mode. It's not nothing wrong with you or the Word. It's that the people come, they come cold turkey. They're not ready to receive. You know, they're tired of war out and all this stuff. And, and then after a while, they'll get in with it. The Word keeps coming to them. They'll get in it. Amen. So at the end, I finished talking about, I proved it's the will of God to heal about certain things. So we prayed for a few. This lady came up and uh, I didn't know her. Didn't know who she was. But she said, I have heart uh, problems. Matter of fact, she said, I'm going to the doctor's uh, because uh, they're about to do triple bypass surgery on me. Well, I just laid hands on her in faith. And I tell you what, I'm glad I didn't go by feelings. Because if we went by feelings, then I had to pray for somebody that I'd be, get saved. I didn't even feel saved that night. The power of God can be in a service whether you feel it or not. Right. Whether you see it or not. And so I laid hands on it. This is one of the reasons why I just kind of backed up a little bit on this fact about people being healed instantly. Because in my own ministry, it worked different. And so I laid hands on her. I didn't feel nothing. She didn't feel nothing. You know, I prayed for her. She went back to her seat. We closed the meeting, went on. I'm coming here to North Carolina. She's going to the hospital next week. You know, I go and I get back a week or so. Uh, the, the following Sunday after I got back, I'm in the, in the service on Sunday morning at, at my home church where I pastor, and she's in the service. And this man's beside her. And I understand their husband and wife team, and they came to visit. I remembered her from the meeting. And so, uh, I got to talking to her, and she said, uh, just want you to know what, I was healed. I said, you were? I, I, you know, like I'm shocked she was healed, you know. But I, you know, I, that's all I said. I didn't say nothing else. I'm not going to try to avoid it. But she said, yeah, you laid hands on me. She said, let me tell you what happened. She said, the doctors told me that my heart was severely damaged and that I couldn't do any work. And she said, my job is a waitress and thing, not only that, work at a restaurant. She said, I have to clean floors. A lot of times I have to get down and scrub the floors. They told me, don't even raise your arm. You could drop dead. Heart was that, that critical. And, but so she said she went to the hospital. And so all the heart specialists there in Wichita, Kansas, and this is documented there, they put the monitor on her. And while they had the monitor on her, now God just wanted to show off. Yeah. <laughs> That's just exactly what it is. No, would it never been my choice. I'd have had him do it right in my meeting, so I could my meeting, so I could have got a little glory here. Yeah. But I didn't get nothing. But well, the gift didn't come on me for me. It doesn't come on you for you. It comes on you for somebody else. And like I said, we know now without a doubt that the power of God can be there, and you not know it, feel it, see it, or anything. But you see, the gift went in operation. That woman's gonna be healed. There's no doubt about it. She's going to be healed because the gift went into operations. The proof's in the pudding because uh, she got healed. But while they were looking at the monitor, it just, you know, it shows it. It changed the picture-perfect heart. Now, she's just perfectly whole and healed. And because of that, you know, got to dealing with her husband, got him saved in the church. Praise the Lord. Matter of fact, he was, uh, had done something wrong and ripped off on the railroad, and that's a federal offense, and they were going to put him underneath the bridge. <laughs> they were going to send him away for a long time commit federal offenses. I went there. I talked to the judge, wrote the judge a letter, told him just do what I say, keep your mouth shut. And he got out. 
got, got out of prison, didn't have to go. Matter of fact, they sent him up there, but when I wrote the letter, the judge called up and said, turn him loose, let him go home. Isn't that amazing? Yes. All started with a gift of healing. Yes. I tell you, the Lord, these are love gifts. Yes. Love gifts given to us. Compassion gifts given to us. People out there are sick, they don't have faith. People in the world don't have faith. So that's the reason that gift will operate more. You have a covenant. You don't need it. And far, now I you know, won't go so far and say exactly what God's going to do, but the way you've been taught, I kind of doubt it's going to work for you anyhow. Because you have been taught the Word and expect you to act on the Word. And the greatest way to be healed is through your own faith. Say amen, church. Now, when these people have the ministry gift, it's going to work on a regular basis. So, uh, when she came back and gave her testimony, while she was giving her testimony, I'm just sitting there listening to her like everybody else. She's standing up in the pew there, you know, talking, and, everybody, and I'm standing up front. She said, all of a sudden, I heard the Lord say to me back then. He said, this ministry will bring new hearts to people. Now, this is before the woman with the hole in the heart. And this is before, I think, before the young boy. Now, let me tell you about the young boy because I'm thinking about it now. Let's just talk about him. Because these stories go along to help. I went to my hometown, Williamson, North Carolina, and held a meeting and held it in the uh, Moose Lodge. Well, that was the wrong place to hold a meeting because uh, I tell you, there's a lot of bigots down there. You know what I mean when I say bigots? Racial people. They just hate colored. So none of my our black brothers and sisters would come because that place was full of bigots. Now, I don't blame them, but that was the only place I could get to hold a meeting. So, I just, so anyhow, with this one young boy, he came to the meeting, and I, I preached, I don't remember what I preached on. He came up, and uh, he, I said, what's wrong with you? Now, he's only, this boy's only about 14, 14, 15 years old. I doubt he's 15. And uh, I said, what's wrong with you? He said, I have heart problems. And uh, I said, okay, so I laid hands on him. Now, I didn't hear the whole story until afterwards. Uh, I laid hands on him. And I don't know if that was the last night or whatever. We left, come home the next night. Mom had to call me and tell me. But uh, I just laid hands on him. Here again, didn't feel a thing. You've been like that, Pastor, just don't feel a thing. You don't know. Man, aren't you glad we don't have to walk by feelings? Isn't that great? So anyhow, I laid hands on him. He went back. Didn't look, no manifestation. The power of God didn't knock him, fling him across the room or anything like that. Just everything just nice. But I'm just in faith about it. When I lay hands on you, I'm just believe. And so the young boy, he don't, he don't know anything. He don't even go to church. But because he knew mom from the neighborhood she lived in, he was a sweet little boy around there. She got to talk to him. She invited him to come. And he came. And uh, I didn't know about it until later. The next day. Now remember, he can't play. He can't play sports in school. He can't do anything. I found out that he did any kind of little exercise, he'd pass out and turn blue. They think he's dead. He went back, and, and I don't know if I told him or what. I don't think that I did, but the next day, what he did, he went to school, ran around the school building five times. Ran around the school building five times, and not a thing happened. <laughs> Gift of healing went into operation and healed that boy of a heart, uh, of that problem. And, and I asked later about it. Mom told me, said she asked her friend, oh, yeah, he, on years, and he got married. Yeah, doing fine. Just doing fine. Never have another problem with it. Amen. I tell you, Jesus is good, isn't he? Yes. Hallelujah. 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 Well, now, while I'm talking about it, I'll tell you about another one. This happened 
We was uh, holding a meeting in Smithfield. Matter of fact, I started a church there in Smithfield. And a uh, lady came, and she wanted, had a prayer request. Now, she's standing in proxy. Her daughter's child, little girl, found, has a hole in her heart. This is bad. And so she come to me to pray. So I said, all right, sister, you come up here. And I, had, I don't know if I had Patsy come up. I said, you lay your hands on that lady on the heart, heart area, and then I lay my hands on top of the her. Because I'm not going to touch the lady there. That wouldn't be proper. So anyhow, and just prayed a prayer of faith over it and commanded that thing to disappear, the, the heart to close up, whatever it, whatever it takes, you know. And uh, I don't know if I said, said it right or what. All I know is that one would come running back on Wednesday night, just tore up, said, just want you to know that child be reexamined, the hole is gone, amen, and totally healed. While I'm talking, thinking about all this today, the Lord come back and said, remember? Remember I told you that this ministry would bring new hearts to the people? And I forgot about that, and I let that go. So I told Brother Hagen, Brother Hagen, brother, yeah, he looks like him in there, don't he? Brother Lindsay over there. <laughs> we all look like Brother Hagen, don't we? <laughs> I told him, I said, you set up a meeting in six weeks or whatever, and uh, let's advertise this thing. Get the people in here from this area that have heart problems. Yeah, let's God. get them healed. Yeah. Amen. Amen. I'm expecting some hearts to be healed in Africa yeah. next week. Yeah. Glory to Amen. God. Amen. Are y'all out there, church? Amen. Everybody say, thank you, Father, thank you, Father. for the 12th chapter of 1 Corinthians. I believe in it. Amen. Amen. Now, an evangelist usually operates in the power of gifts, and especially the gifts of healing, the work of miracles. Philip went down to the city of Samaria. We read that to you. Means of operation. Well, it can operate through the laying on of hands. It can operate through the speaking word, and I'm going to give you a scriptural example of all of it. It can operate while you're teaching the word to a congregation or to an individual, or it can go in operation in the anointing of oil. Go to Mark 16, and let's just see. Back that up with the word. How many of you believe in a gift called a gift of healing? Amen. Gifts of healings. Amen. Mark chapter 16. Amen. This is the commission to who? Church. The church. Then it's our commandment, isn't it? He says, Mark 16, verse 18, the last part of the commission, they shall lay hands on the sick and they shall what? Recover. Might be instant. It may not be instant, but they're going to recover if that gift goes into operation. Go to Matthew chapter 8. Let's look at another instance of speaking the word. Look what the centurion said. Verse 8. The centurion answered and said, Lord, I am not worthy that thou shouldest come under my roof, but speak the word only, and my servant shall be healed. So it can come through speaking the word, can it? Amen. Let's go to Luke chapter 5. While teaching the word. We'll see another instance here. Luke's Gospel, chapter 5, verse 17. And it came to pass on a certain day, as he was teaching, there were Pharisees and doctors of the law sitting by, which would come out of every town of Galilee and Judea and Jerusalem, and the power of the Lord was present to heal them. He was teaching, and the power was there. Amen? James, chapter 5. Look at here. This gift can go into operation through the anointing with oil. James 5, verse 14. Is any sick among you? Let him call for the elders of the church. Let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer of faith shall save the sick, heal the sick, and the Lord shall raise him up. And if he have committed sins, it shall be forgiven him. Now, obviously, this is beyond the individual's faith because they got to go to some other people to pray for him, right? 
Now, there are other means of healing that happens. The prayer of faith also means praying for people in mass. You can do that. Uh, there's also, when you cast out spirits of infirmities, remember the woman that was bowed over 18 years? Bowed over. And uh, Jesus said, Daughter, thou art loose from thine infirmity. Then in James 5, look at here, here's another way to get healing, to, just plain old healing to happen in your life. Look what he says in verse 16. Confess, James 5, confess your faults one to another and pray one for another that you may be what? Well, you pray for people, but we need to confess our faults sometimes. Sometimes we need to go to people and ask them to forgive us. Sometimes that's the hindrance to our healing. Sometimes it's not your faith. Your faith may be right, but there's something, there's ought inside of you or there's something that you, you did somebody wrong. You need to get it right. We ought to stop and harp on that for a while, hadn't we? Because yeah. people wrong folks every day. I'm telling you, Christians do it. Lie on folks. Make up things about people. Say things that are untrue. Judge. How about judging people? The Bible says, judge not that you be not. The only person God told you to judge was who? Yourself. Yeah, but they got a splinter in their eye. Yeah, you got a log in yours. And who made you judge anyhow? There's only one judge, and that's God. Isn't that right? Say amen, church. Amen. We're talking about the gifts of healings, how to get it to go into operation, or just plainly how to get healed. Everybody can be healed by faith. But if you got these things in you, bothering you, hindering you, they're not going to get there. Pastor Contality told me that he, he was a evidently was a great soccer player in Africa and well-known. And one, he, said he, he said he was good and he loved it. Came to America, still wanted to play it. Hurt his knee one time. Went to church, just learning about these things and couldn't get healed. They prayed for him four Sundays in a row. Couldn't get healed. So he went back and just cried to the Lord, Lord, why can't I be healed? He said, because you want to play soccer. He said, the Lord told him nothing wrong with soccer, nothing wrong with playing, but it's too important to you. It's too important to you. He said, Lord, you heal me, I'll never play it again. He said he was healed just like that. Wow. See, God is jealous. He don't want any other gods before him. Can soccer be a god? Golf be a god? Now, bow hunting doesn't qualify. That's not a God. Yeah. <laughs> we put a lot of things in place of the Lord. We need to get them right. Get balance in our life, don't we? Yeah. Say amen, church. Yeah. Say amen again. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's go to Matthew chapter 4. Look at the ministry of Jesus. Then I want to give you two awesome examples. Awesome. Matthew chapter 4, 23, And Jesus went about all Galilee, teaching in their synagogues, preaching the gospel of the kingdom, and healing all manner of sickness and all manner of disease among the people. You know the gifts of healing were in operation, wasn't it? And his fame spread throughout. All Syria, they brought unto him all sick people who were taken divers, diseases, and torments, and those that were possessed with devils, and those that were lunatic, and those that had palsy. And he did what? Healed them. Inferno, he healed how many of them? 
All of them. Glory to God. Matthew 9, verse 35. And Jesus went about all cities and villages, teaching in their synagogues, preaching the gospel of the kingdom, and healing every sickness and every disease among the people. Say amen. amen. He's teaching, preaching, healing. Do you notice that the healing did not precede the teaching? Did it? Luke chapter 6. Let's go look at that. Luke 6, verse 17. And he came down with them, is that right? Stood in the plain, accompanied the disciples, and great multitudes of people out of all Judea and Jerusalem, and from the sea coast and of Tyre and Sidon, which came to hear him and to be healed of their diseases. Notice they had to hear first. Isn't that interesting? And they that were vexed with unclean spirits, and they were healed. And the whole multitude sought to touch him, for there went virtue or power or dunamis out of him, and he healed them all. How many of them? All of them. Glory to God. It says the Spirit wills. When does he will? Where the Word is taught, where faith is present. Now go to Matthew chapter 10, see that Jesus delegated healing authority. Matthew 10, verse 1, And when he had called unto him his twelve disciples, he gave them power against unclean spirits to cast them out and to heal all manner of sickness and all manner of disease. I mean, the gifts were imparted, won't they? Look at verse 8. Heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, raise the dead, cast out devils, freely receive, freely give. Hallelujah. Confirmation of the gospel. All manner of sickness, all manner of disease, every sickness and every disease. Now let me give you some observations right quick. We're doing good tonight. Gifts of healings are manifested through another to you. Not to you, for you. All the healing is done by God, but the difference is in the channel. If it comes through another one, it's gifts of healings. There is a difference in the manifestation of the gifts of healings and just simply receiving healing by faith in God's Word. Examples, remember the one with the issue of blood? Daughter, thy faith hath made thee whole. But over in Acts chapter 16, Paul preaching, perceiving a man had faith to be healed, said, stand up right on thy feet, and he leaped and walked gift of healing went into operation. Number four, just because the healing power of God is present does not guarantee you will be healed. You know that's true? Say amen. amen. Number five, the power of the Lord can be present to heal and your senses be totally unaware of it. We don't walk by feelings, do we? Number six, in order to benefit from the healing power, you must first believe that the power is present. You can't be an obstinate unbelief. I'm going to refuse to believe. It won't happen. Number seven, the healing power can be administered to your body by a number of different ways. Number eight, when the healing power of God is administered, you might or might not feel it when it happens. Number nine, the healing power of God can be in you and yet lie within you inactive. It was there. But your unbelief is is shorten it out. Number 10, once the power's been obtained, we must stay in faith. Say amen. amen. Or you can lose it. And that's what he told me to talk to you about Sunday. Amen. Number 11, if the gift of healing doesn't happen, you can always be healed by faith in the Word of God. Personal testimonies. How many of you ever heard of Betty Baxter? This is the all, most awesome testimony I've ever heard. And I've heard some 
awesome testimonies. I went out on the internet today and you can download our testimony and uh, you can burn it right on your CD. We did. I don't know if she was born sick. I don't know what it was. Or she mentioned something about between ages 11 to 14. Every vertebra in her back was out of whack. Her body was twisted. Her organs were all messed up. Her heart was three times larger than it should have been. Her face was in her feet. She was warped all up, twisted, turned about. Stayed that way for years. She became a Christian. Her pastor gave her the story of Jesus and told her how Jesus saved and how Jesus healed and went about and all that he did. And she asked him, can Jesus heal me? No, that would, he don't do that today. She cried and cried and prayed and prayed and her mama prayed and prayed and cried and cried. Sought God. Nobody was there to teach them faith. We're going to have to have a mercy gift. We're going to have to have a compassion gift here, aren't we? And to make a long story short of all the things that were wrong with her, finally she prayed to die. Well, there was a period of time where she went out, but Jesus took her to heaven. She looked across the river. That's what she said. And she saw heaven, and she saw people standing up. She couldn't play. She couldn't do anything like that. Standing up, walking around. But Jesus came to the river and said, you can't come, but I'm going to heal you in the fall. Why did Jesus do all this? I don't know. But she sought God, and she kept thinking. You know, she was been out, and when she came back out of the coma or whatever it was in, she asked her mom what date it was. She'd been out five months. Doctor said she'll die any time. They'd come over often. Doctor would come to the house. She could die any moment. It's about over with now. She thought she was dying. Finally, after praying, she got over to the month of August. It's still hot outside. She said, Lord, couldn't you speed this thing up? Do you have to wait in some areas for all this in August? Talking to the Lord. You got to hear her testimony. I mean, this woman, this, this is awesome. And Jesus spoke to her and said, I'm going to heal you on August the 24th, 3 o'clock in the afternoon on a Sunday. He said, but don't tell anybody I said that. And she said she never kept secret from her mama. She told her mama everything. Her mama come in and said the only time in her life. Her mama asked her, she said, I'm going to be healed. She said, do you know when? <laughs> she zipped her lip. Her mama said, you're going to be healed August the 24th at 3 o'clock in the afternoon. The Lord told her mama. <laughs> called all the family together. You're talking about a twisted body that lifted her up and just set her body in a chair. Her feet, her face down at her feet. Legs all out of, joints all out of mess. Guts all tore up, heart problems, disease and infirmity. Three o'clock in the afternoon, all the family was there. The only one, that, did anybody believe it? No. Nobody believed it but mama and a little bitty brother. He come to her face and said, this is your day, sister. You're going to be healed. Said at three o'clock, all of a sudden, a cloud came in that room and Jesus walked out the cloud. Hey, day in the morning. Walked up to her, looked at her right in her face. And said, I have come to heal you. Laid his hands on her stomach, began to burn, but she felt organs rearranging in her body. Bones began to snap. She said she had knots, big old knots all down her spine, and the whole family could see it, and the knots were disappearing. And in just a moment, she was totally healed and stood. She had told Mama, we go buy me a new dress and a pair of shoes. And said she stood up healed, and said she turned around and Jesus healed there, and she said, look, Jesus, what you've done for me? Jesus made her whole. I mean, totally whole in a few moments. Man, this is awesome. 
This is the working of miracles. This is the gift of healings. This is the gift of faith. All three of them operating at one time. Man, what a story. Now, I got it on CD. You can download it on your computer and listen to the whole story. She, it's about an hour. But I guarantee you're going to cry. You're going to laugh. You're going to be blessed. But her church she went to didn't believe in the 12th chapter of 1 Corinthians. Novel asked the Lord, why my mama died 37? Why my mama died 37? He said, because the church your mama went to didn't lay hands on the sick. Didn't believe in it. I don't want to stand for Jesus like that. Then there's a story of uh, Mrs. C. Newsom, one of, the, one of the, I don't know what C stands for, but that was, that's her name. Uh, one of our books were given at Rhema. Listen to her testimony. I've kind of reworded it, so I just said, build up to it. She said, I was born sick. My mother said that when I was a baby, I cried most of the time. I never had any real childhood. While other children ran and played, I sat and talked to the older people. I had rheumatism all my life. My arm was so crippled that I could not pick it up or back. My knee was so stiff that I could not straighten it, nor go up and down stairs. My heart beat sometimes as though it would leave my body, and other times it seemed to stand still. It would tremble so it would cause a profuse perspiration. It pained me as though knives were being thrust through my heart, and I had paralysis on my left side. I had constant fever and pain in my head and extreme nervous prostration. In my young womanhood, I was reported dead several times. And when I graduated from school, I had to sit down and rest while reading my thesis. For 27 years, I was never one moment free from pain. I would gaze like a charmed bird at a healthy-looking face and would gladly have given all that I owned if I could have felt, for, felt that way for 10 minutes, as well people seemed to feel. My sufferings were such that I would rather have died than live. I was treated by the best doctors money could secure and all concluded by saying the same thing. There is not a sound spot in her to build help upon. My last doctor was a specialist who had been used to raise people from death's door to health. After a long, careful examination, he said, no doctor or medicine can cure you. You will have to die very soon. If you have any preparation to make, do it quickly. Constant sickness, forcing food, and bitter medicine was how I existed. Katara, whatever that is, had destroyed my sense of smell. I wore glasses all the time. My sense of taste was so lost that both sugar and salt were as sand. My hearing was so nearly gone that people were passing me before I knew, heard them coming. For two years, I scarcely slept at all. I could enjoy nothing. I used to have to have a cold frequently, and I used to take every disease to which I was exposed. But Jesus healed me. Amen. Jesus healed me. Praise the Lord. My arm is now free. I can now run a block to catch a car. And my limbs are as supple as those of a girl of 16. I can now go to the top of a mountain and not even know I have a heart. I have been completely delivered from paralysis and can now walk eight miles and feel fine the next day. I have been entirely delivered from constant fever and pain in the head, from extreme nervous prostration. How gracious he was to receive me and heal me so that now at the age of 71, I am doing the work of three women and have not lain in bed from sickness for so long I cannot remember when I did so last. From having no strength, I have come to have the Lord's strength. From constant sickness to having an excellent appetite so that I can eat even the plainest food and enjoy it and never fail to eat a hearty meal and eat every bite is sweet. I can enjoy the perfume of flowers 
and I only use a little reading glass and now and can thread my needle and sew without a glass. Great day. <laughs> I have ordinary hearing and I sleep like a baby. I have the deepest enjoyment of all things. God gives me and especially himself his fellowship, communion, and word. Truly, old things are passed away. Behold, all things have become new and all things are of God. God did it all and blessed be his name forever. I have worked strenuously 365 days a year for 13 years with only two little vacations and I'm in good condition now. I go for years without a cold even when greatly exposed. He keeps me from taking disease even when praying for the sick in close rooms. And when my hand is laid on those who have the most contagious disease, is not his name rightly called wonderful. Yeah. Mighty God, yeah. Prince of Peace. Let's stand to our feet and thank God for the gift called the gifts of healings. Amen. Thank you, Father, in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Praise you. Praise you. Praise you. Thank you. Glory, glory, glory. Hallelujah. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Thank you, Father, for the 12th chapter of 1 Corinthians. Thank you, Lord, for the revelation gifts. Thank you, Father, for the utterance gifts. But thank you for the power gifts. Thank you for the gift of faith. Thank you for the working of miracles. And thank you for the gifts of healings. I thank you, Father, from the bottom of my heart. There is no sickness you cannot cure. No disease you have not healed. Hallelujah. No infirmity that you cannot make right. No bones you cannot restore. No heart you cannot mend. Glory to God. We worship you and thank you for it, Father. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory. Hallelujah. Blessed be the name of the Lord forever. Oh, thank God, thank God, thank God, thank God, thank God for these love gifts from heaven. Hallelujah. Supernatural, spiritual power falling upon us, Lord. Bringing about a cure of disease. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. Amen, amen, amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Glory to God forever. Glory to God forever. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Hallelujah. Don't make any difference whether you feel it or not. Telling you the power of the Lord is present right here. I'm telling you the power of the Lord is present here right now. Amen. <laughs> thank you, Lord. Glory to God. I can tell you one thing. He's here to heal hearts. Anybody have a heart murmur or anything like that or whatever? He told me that day, just as sure as that woman was standing there, this is what he said to me. He said, and he quoted the Bible to me. He said, men's hearts will fail them for fear. But he said, I have a cure. I'll give them a brand new heart. Amen. Yeah. Hallelujah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Blessed be the name of Jesus. I'm not going to hold that back anymore. I'm going to proclaim that boldly to people to let them know. 
Amen. Now, he didn't come put his finger in my hand and my hands don't burn, but it doesn't make a difference. He spoke to me in my heart. And that's a rhema from God. And a rhema from God's good enough for me. Amen. Hallelujah. Spoken word of God. No more heart problems. No more heart failure. Amen. You got anything wrong with your heart, you ought to get up here now. Amen. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. I thank you, Father, in the name of Jesus Christ. I thank you, Father, in the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Blessed be the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Now look at me. Are you here for heart? You here for heart? Heart problem. Heart. Don't come in for anything else. I only want heart situations. Okay? Heart. All right. That's good. I just want to make sure because that's what he said. Amen. Now, the first thing I do, in the name of the Lord Jesus, close your eyes, close your eyes, bless God and receive here. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I take authority of the spirit of infirmity. That had gotten a hold of his heart. I, de I demand you in Jesus' name, let go. Get out. In the name of Jesus. Now, Father, I thank you, Lord, for the gift for the 12th chapter of 1 Corinthians. I thank you, Father, there's a gift called the gifts of healings. That is supernatural power from God. Hallelujah. Beyond our ordinary faith or ability to receive, but yet that gift goes into operation and it brings about a cure in hearts. So in the name of the Lord, come here, honey. Come here, honey. Amen. Praise the Lord. Sister, lay your hand on your heart. Lay your hand on your heart right here. Amen. Now lay your hands on her. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. In the name, heart be strong. Heart be whole. Heart be well from this moment on. In the name, you will beat with the rhythm of life. Yes. Amen. The anointing, the power of God. Hallelujah. Come here. Lay your hands on her. Lay your hands on her. Lay your hands on your heart, sister. There you go. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, undo the work of hell. In the name of Jesus, receive a brand new heart. In Jesus' name. Lay your hands on yourself, sister. Is this for you? you. All right. Lay your hands on her. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you for the 12th chapter of 1 Corinthians. Thank you that Jesus, you gave gifts. Ah, set them in your church for others. Thank you, Lord. I call on the gift of healing going to operation. Spirit of infirmity has been bound and cast out. And in Jesus' name, sister, receive a brand new heart right now. In the name of Jesus. Lay your hands on your heart, brother. Lay your hands. This for you. This for you. All right. In the name of Jesus Christ, receive a brand new heart. Oh, hallelujah. The gift of faith, gifts of healing is in operation right now. Bringing about a cure, making that heart whole, perfect, brand new. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Lay your hands on your heart, brother. In the name of Jesus. Your heart's on that side, brother, right there. Amen. In the name of Jesus. I call upon that gift and the power of God to go into manifestation. Giving my brother a brand new heart in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. Now raise your hands and thank him for it. Thank him for it. Hallelujah. 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 Glory to God. Glory to God. Blessed be the name of Jesus. Blessed be the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Now I said something also today by inspiration of the Holy Ghost because I was quick to say it. The Lord said now, See, everything, I don't know what it is, there's something happened in the last two few weeks. There's something that has happened. And I, I credit you people praying. That's what it is. People are praying here. They've been praying regular and praying in these things. The church has just blossomed. And on Sundays, you notice the last two weeks, about full here. Amen. 
But uh, the Lord told me, he said, he said, you're in the right place and you're headed in the right direction. And he said, and a great revival is coming to this city. This city. Amen. This city right here. Great revival. Amen. You have a brand new heart. You have a brand new heart. Glory to God. You have a brand new heart. Brand new heart in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Reach hands and thank God for a new heart. Amen. Glory. Glory. Hey, the one you got now will never have a heart attack. Thank you, Jesus. Praise the Lord. Now, now here's something I found too. You know, I have my own personality, and it comes out. You know that. I say the S word every day. But you know, last Sunday I never said it one time. And it dawned on me afterwards. The Lord said, "You didn't say that a single time." So no, I didn't. I must be. Improve it. God must be moving in my life. Amen. But we have our own personality we preach. But you know what's important? If we don't do it, we just get up here. As long as it's the word, as long as you're just proclaiming the word, that's all yeah. that matters. See, it's the word he confirms. Yeah. It's not me. He don't confirm Jimmy. He confirms the word. Yeah. <laughs> Amen. So we just preach, whether we preach it loud or whether we preach it quiet, make it, as long as the word's being preached. Yeah. He uses everybody's personality. Amen. But every one of you can go lay hands on the sick. Yeah. Every one of you can, can cast out that spirit of infirmity. Yeah. Amen. Every one of you can take authority over the devil, and every one of you can put your hands on and command new hearts to come in there. And you know, when you do, thank God for that 12th chapter. Thank God for that gift. Give him praise and thank him that he's going to do it before you even do anything. And release your words and lay your hands on and command. I lay claim on that gift in Jesus' name. Gifts of healings. Brand new heart. In other words, he restores that heart to the place where it looks like it's brand new. Just like he did with that woman sitting there in that machine. Gave her a brand new heart, didn't he? Well, did he take that one out and put a new one in? I don't know and don't care. You get caught off and stuff. What difference is the, the new heart she's got. Yes. <laughs> you can make this a new, or you can put a new pump in there if you want to, just as long as you do it. Amen? Now, if he took that old, old pump out and put a new one in, that would be the work of the miracles, wouldn't it? Because you didn't have to heal that new one because it was already new. But if you restored that one, then that's the gifts of healings, isn't it? Hallelujah. Glad I came tonight. Praise God forever. Brother Lindsay. Thank you, Jesus. All right, ushers, come on. Let's get ready.